All right, here we go. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. It is time for episode 710 of the Grow From Your Heart podcast. I do have some wonderful guests with me today. Before we get to that part of the show, let's do some shout outs to a few of those great folks who support the show on Patreon. Let's kick it off with the big Grow From Your Heart podcast. Thank you. Shout out to our friend Daniel. Let's send a big thank you. Shout out to David W. Let's send a fist bump to a longtime friend, Jesse Grows. Let's send a big fist bump to Auric and lots of trichomes. Let's send a thank you. Shout out to the Dad Hayes. I want to send a big fist bump to Guido7 and Double P. Let's send a big fist bump to a great supporter, Brian P. I want to send a thank you shout out to Fruggle Rock and All Mixed Up. Let's send a thank you shout out to The Larf Knight Rises. Then wrap it all up with the big Grow From Your Heart podcast. Thank you shout out to Elders Garden. Big thanks and big shout out to everybody who continues to support the show on Patreon. If you are not already supporting the show and you would like to learn how to do so, all you have to do is visit www patreon.com forward slash grow from your heart all of the information you need will be right there on the screen and you know i do include that link in the show notes and the video description to make it super easy for all of my stoned friends all right i got through that intro super quickly right after a dab i'm trying to catch my breath i am excited to get started here on the show today we do have some wonderful concentrate makers let me start off by introducing my friend pedro welcome to the show brother yo cheers brother how are you thank you very very much for considering me on the show uh, i'm blown away thank you oh man it's great to have you i posted to discord that i wanted to have concentrate makers on the show and Pedro and Ryan just were the top two recommendations. Everybody was like, get Pedro, get Ryan, get Pedro, get Ryan. It was more than obvious that this was the show that had to happen. So it's great to have you, brother. Thank you for being here. Again, thank you. Uh, before we thank get too you. far. Oh, yeah, brother, for sure. Before we go too far, Pedro, would you like to uh, do some plugs and let everybody know how they can stalk you? Because I do know you have a lot of avenues for people to find you. Yeah, I sure do. Uh, I, I guess first and foremost, the, mo the main uh, Instagram account is uh, Rosens dot, or Mr. neighborhood. Uh, kind of a play there, but Mr. Rosens neighborhood. Uh, all of the passion rosin pressing that I do takes place over on rosin.is.legal.fuckers. So rosin is legal fuckers. Uh, that was a little kick for Instagram when they shut my first account down. Uh, I have my glass sales and everything is over on the heady vault. Uh, so there's a bunch of glass sales over there. Uh, we've got pedrosgrowroom.com, www.pedrosgrowroom.com for glass sales, for discounts, for education, for information to contact me. Um, and there's a discord as well, but just contact me through those avenues and we'll get you hooked up. I think that's probably about the best ways. Yeah, hopefully that Instagram is still up by the time this episode airs. Right. They're getting people, brother. They yeah, have I shouldn't been. jinx you. I apologize I know. for the jinx. There's wood around here somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I knocked on some good wood, bro. Thank you for the great. Uh, that's a lot of stuff to plug. Also, find him on Twitch. I think you do some Twitch, Yeah, right? I do. I am. I'm a Twitcher, too. Uh, Twitch.tv forward slash Pedro's Grill. Thanks, man. Uh, every Wednesday night, man, we're on a streak with 240-some weeks in every Tuesday night. Um, just kind of a little stoner session at about 930 on Tuesday night. So if you're down, come come get high with us. Yeah, check him out. Smokes, uh, he smokes great concentrates through beautiful glass. So make sure you check that out. Follow him on Twitch. Uh, thank you, bro. All right, let's move on and introduce uh, the legend, uh, Mr. Rosin Ryan. Thank you for being here, bro. Well, thank you. I'm uh, glad to be here, man. Uh, I don't really, I guess, uh, have as many plugs as Pedro, that's for sure. Uh, I guess you can pretty much, for the most part, catch me on uh, Army Army Discord, man. Uh, I hang out there quite a bit. Uh, I've got a hell of a, a crew, a community over there that we're building. Uh, I'm glad that everybody kind of pushed me to uh, be here, and that's about it, man. Well, thank you, bro. I'm glad they pushed you. I hope it didn't take too much. Not at all. Not at all. Glad to be here. For sure, brother. This is the 710 episode. Before I go too far into it, uh, let's briefly talk about what 710 is and means so that people understand why we're doing a hash episode on 710. Then we'll delve deeply into making concentrates. What I want to focus on in this episode is I want to get the audience, the listeners, uh, basically self-sufficient. I want them to be able to grow uh, from seed or clone, however they're growing, uh, manage their grow all the way up to getting that dab onto the nail and taking a fat hit of their product. Pedro got excited. He's about to take that fat rip right now. Cheers, brother. Enjoy that. <laughs> uh, so let's uh, briefly talk about what 710 is. A lot of people might not even know why we are celebrating 710, uh, the 710th episode. Uh, so let's give them a quick update. Uh, since Pedro's taken a dab, Ryan, do you have any input on what 710 means? I'll let you talk for a minute because I feel like I talk a lot on the show. Well, 710 to me is kind of a, a newer thing. I mean, it's, you know, it's oil backwards. Uh, it's for us dabbers these days. Uh, it's the new 420. That's um, exactly what I would have said. It is the new 420. It's upgraded 420. 420 for big kids. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. 
upgrade your tolerance. All right. So basically, that is uh, what I would have said. It is the new yeah. 420. I agree. Pedro, I concur. I concur. All right. He's, we're all agreeing. It is the new 420. If you turn the word oil upside down, it does it's say 710. 710. So when that clock strikes 710, we used to smoke a bowl at 420. I still smoke a bowl at 420, but now also I'm taking a dab at 710. So today- It's just another excuse. That's like we needed an excuse, right? I, think I, I, might I, was gonna, I was just going to say, we actually did take one on 710. <laughs> yes. As we're oh, we actually were. We didn't even- I don't <laughs> We think did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Beautiful scene. The yep, life works itself out that way. Uh, so 710 is dab time. So this is the 710th episode. Uh, I want to teach everybody how to make their own dabs at home. We're not going to talk about BHO. Um, no uh, solventless stuff here because I don't want to uh, encourage anybody or teach them how to hurt themselves. There's a lot of shit that can go wrong in that. Uh, no offense, no hatred if you're doing that. Do your thing, but stay safe and uh, don't call me when you get blown up by your own mistakes. So uh, I'd like to step in there if I could for a second. I want to hear it, brother. <clears throat> That's what you're here for. Good. Because you said something that I hear a lot of people say, and it just, it's like, it's like sticking something underneath my skin. It just, just drives me nuts. It's like a little mosquito buzzing around your head. I, I want to show say. you, I want to show you how to make dabs. I want to show you how to make dabs. It's not dabs. Dabs are, <clears throat> a dab is like a, like, I'm going to, I don't know. It's a verb, right? Yeah. Um, so it's, it's not a noun. We're, we're going to show you how to make hash and how to make rosin. That's what we're going to talk about today. Perfect. Thank you. I appreciate no that. And live, mm -hmm. live rosin, hopefully. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, well, all, and we'll, we'll talk about the differences. Yeah, we'll talk about differences. Well, sure. let's Absolutely. jump into it now that we're uh, we're here. This is a good part to just jump off on. Uh, let's talk about the process. I want to start with kind of like uh, uh, I'm hoping that a lot of the people watching are growing their own product as well. They've got to get the product to to wash to press from somewhere. So let's talk about are there any uh, significant differences in the grow if we we're going to grow. For flower, when I grow, I grow for seed. So my grow is way different than most people. Most people are growing for flower. You guys are growing for concentrate. Is there a big difference in the way you treat the grow other than most people? I would say, honestly, I would say minimally. Strain selection. Yeah, I would agree. I would say strain minimally as far as, okay. as far as like technique. Um, the only thing I can come up with would be scrogging excessively so that you don't get um, main big colas. You want a very consistent bud size. Um, so... So, you know, a big scrog is something that I really, really strive for. Uh, my, my plants grow horizontally, not vertically. And that's what most people should be doing now anyway, no matter how you're growing. That's kind of yeah. the ideal way to do it. Yeah, it's, it's a good way to maximize your space, really, especially yeah. for us home growers. Let's, I'm a scrogger. I'm a four by four scrogs. Perfect. All right. let's, let's step back for a second. Can we explain just as an overview what, hash and rosin are and what we're trying to achieve and why we're doing what we're doing absolutely let's do it okay so i like to explain it in a in a broad sense um kind of like hash for dummies right um tri trichomes are the plants uh, a defense mechanism um for uv light and for other and for bugs and pests and whatnot uh you have to think of them as well, i think of them as millions and billions and billions of little beach balls on your plants right and those beach balls are on top of a stalk and, and we don't need to get into technical terms because that's just advanced classes uh, so you've got a, a billions of beach balls on top of a stalk what we are after from a hash standpoint is those beach balls all of those little beach balls they're a little waxy cuticle filled with oil hopefully filled with oil right and that oil inside that waxy cuticle is what us rosin heads are after. We leave the waxy cuticle behind in the hash and we extract the oil, which is where the 710, the oil comes from. So uh, there is spots you can stop along the way, but that is kind of ultimately what we are going after. And everything that we're gonna be talking about subsequently eases our access to those trichome heads. Okay. That's a perfect explanation. Yeah, oh, thank you. You, yeah, I don't even need notes after you go. That's perfect. <laughs> yeah, that, that, was, that was perfect. I don't even have anything to say after that. <laughs> yeah, cool. Uh, yeah, case dismissed. Um, so you said trichome heads. That's uh, I'm going to jump back to a conversation that we uh, that I interrupted before the show. Do trichome head sizes make a big difference in trichome shape? I would say yes, yes absolutely. We're, we're after those big trichome heads, and we, we want that weak neck that we can kind of break off and get those beach balls, as Pedro just explained. Yep. Yep. And, uh, and, and the, the size, size, not so much, uh, but the, uh, shape, you know, if you've got, uh, heads that are stuck together, two, three, four heads, I mean, you can have a stock with two, three, four heads stuck together. Um, they're going to collect in different bags and whatnot. So a, a uniformity is also desirable as well, uh, in size, uh, that being noted, as I said in a couple seconds ago, 
the trichomes are the plant's uh, protection against UV light, right? So if you're, if you're not giving them UV light, they have nothing to create a protection against. Um, a lot of sun-grown cannabis has big, juicy, bulbous trichome heads because of the extra UV light from the sun. So that, that and, I did not, I did not, did not know that. So you're teaching me stuff right now, Ryan. I feel like and I keep that in you. mind. Yeah, and keep that in mind when you're making your LED selections as well mm -hmm. for your lighting. Absolutely, oh, beautiful. All right, so you guys, if you're going to make concentrates, uh, let's upgrade and get some of those L uh, those LEDs with UV lights in there. Mm -hmm. That may help you out. Bigger trichomes, the better. Um, so the strain selection, that was one of the things that you mentioned, that it's all about, a lot about strain selection. Do you uh, find a difference? Uh, back in the day, Dr. Dre taught us that we want a sack of rocks. Everybody wants dense buds. If you go to the dispensary, all the buds are super dense. You're already, I think you know where I'm going. Is, does the bud density really make a difference for you concentrate makers? Are those fluffier buds going to be more ideal for you? Yeah, yeah, it makes a huge difference. Uh, all right. I, a lot easier to wash, that's for sure. I was actually just talking or somebody was, I was reading through discord and, and somebody was giving someone a suggestion upon lights and this and that. And I said, if you don't give them enough light, you're going to have airy buds. And they were like, they were like, Oh, that's a bummer. I don't want airy buds. And I'm like, I do like, I'd re much rather have a bud that the first wash just falls apart rather than go in on the third wash and see dense nuggets that I still haven't broken into. You know, I've always explained it as if I took my fist and moistened my fist and dunked it in powdered sugar, I get, my fist worth of trichomes on the mm -hmm. outside here. If I open up my hand and do the same process, I get my palm, all the insides of my fingers. I get that much more space for trichomes. And also, Absolutely. like you said, easier to wash. I don't have to wash inside of my fist. I got fingers open. You can wash that. Absolutely. I really, I thought exactly. that, that would be a, a thing of the future. Some of what I breed isn't super tight and super dense, but I know that it, uh, you press some strawberry starburst and uh, Pedro, and that was some of the best rosin I've ever smoked. That changed my mind on rosin, honestly. Oh, nice. Good. Yes, sir. Uh, big shout out to our friend Kelvin who grew that, and then you pressed that at the Dude Grows Cup. Uh, the DGC man, that was a hell of a freaking thing. Wasn't, wasn't that it? a good time? Golly, DGC crew, I miss those events. That put a smile oh, on my face. Hopefully, all these that. times come back. Right? Hopefully, man, all these I... times come back soon. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's coming back around. Face. Now we're talking about making concentra uh, making concentrates out of trichomes uh, from plants that we're growing. One of my main questions was, do we treat them any differently? It seems like we just grow them like normal. Try not to scrog them. Take good care of them. How do we manage pests? A lot of people are putting pesticides on plants. I don't want to smoke pesticides, especially pesticide concentrates in my concentrate. How do you guys manage pests in your, your garden? Wait, who's spraying pesticides? That's, that's what I'm asking. <laughs> that's what I'm asking. Wait what a second. Guys, what are you guys uh, doing? Nothing gets sprayed in my flower room, period. Nothing. No foliar, no nothing in my flower room. Um, and that's just the way it is. I'm, I'm just sacrilegious about it. It doesn't happen. Uh, if I have pests in my flower room, we cut, we start over. Wow, that's dedication. I'm, I'm pretty much the same way. So uh, same way, no, no sprays or anything like that in my flower room. If I do have any issues, uh, for me, it's generally thrips up here. We get thrips mm -hmm. quite a bit. Um, I usually do grease, uh, green lacewing larvae. They work really good. Uh, simple, cheap. One yeah. round usually takes care pretty much right through flower, and uh, that does it, man. Other yeah, than that, I'm a big Dr. Zymes person pretty much uh, through veg. I will agree with Dr. That. Zymes and green cleaner. Enzymatics. I will agree with the beneficial bugs uh, greatly. Uh, I generally try to stick with them in veg, but of course they carry over into, into flower. So, yeah, I agree with that. I concur big time. I was hoping that that would be the answer was the beneficial uh, predators there. And I'm glad you said lace wings. Those have been some of my favorite in a commercial grow, especially in Colorado because they tolerate – uh, all types of environments. Uh -huh. They don't die off as quickly as your uh, Swarovskis and Hypoaspis, and they stick around a little mm -hmm. bit. All right. And those those larvae are hungry. Oh, yeah. yeah th those little crocodiles. They they go they're, crazy. They're, yeah, so, they go they're crazy. cool as hell looking. They're little <laughs> dinosaur crocodiles. Yeah. You ever been, you ever been yeah. bitten by one? They'll bite no. you. Oh, really? They'll, they'll bite the shit out of you. Yeah, I oh. think that I'm pretty sure that's what was biting us. Right. Uh, okay. They'll bite the shit out of you. All right, so we've talked a lot about the grow process. Grow it, don't spray it. Uh, try to get the even size buds. We want bigger trichomes. Uh, that seems to be a thing. Let's get into the process of actually making the concentrates here. Um, I don't know the first thing about making any sort of rosin, uh, any live rosin. So let's say we are right to the day of harvest. Uh, what do we do if we're gonna make concentrates? I know a lot of us are gonna freeze it. Some of us are gonna press it right away. Uh, what are the differences that we're going to run into? Can you teach me how to harvest for concentrate production? Yeah, the first thing that comes to mind is cold. Cold, cold, cold. All uh, right. And then it comes down to, yeah, are we doing fresh? Are we doing a half dry? Are we doing a full dry? As far as I'm concerned, that's kind of the three things that we can do. 
Um, and I, I'll, I'll let Rosin take the to take the fresh because he says he likes fresh. So go live, bro. I I, I really like the fresh stuff. Uh, pretty much, uh, uh, you know, most of my my top buds and stuff for the most part. I pretty much generally keep for smoking. Uh, I generally do it all for myself. So all my larf, anything that doesn't have any kind of bag appeal, pretty much goes right to my hash bags. Uh, I fresh freeze it that night, um, and then I pre- pretty much try to uh, process it as soon as I possibly can. Um, if I tend to store it, I do uh, vacuum seal it and keep it frozen that way. Um, the longer the storage, obviously the worse. So uh, terpene preservation is everything, obviously. Um, so other than that, like uh, Pedro said, cold, cold, cold. Um, uh, I'm a strong believer in distilled water. I like my water super, super cold. I don't like to wash unless it's wintertime generally. You know, uh, the garage is a perfect place for that this time of year. I've got the words um, wash and weather on my notes here. I was going to talk about that. It is beautiful washing weather. It is. I don't touch anything all make. summer long. Really? You don't even mess with it in the summer? I don't personally, no. What's the, uh, what's like the temperature threshold when you start going, oh, it's washing season? What, what gets you excited? Oh, as soon as I see that snow fly. Okay. That's all I can think about. Pedro's got a big silly grin. Yeah, I was just letting, <laughs> I was just, I was just letting him go. I'm just thinking about where I can fill in here and where. Um, snowboard, snowboard kids and the hash washers get excited at that first snow. <laughs> I, I, I have a cold room. I built myself a cold room. Um, so I can make it 32 degrees in my room when it's 100 degrees outside. Um, and I always wash in 32 degree, 33 degree weather if I can, um, for, especially with fresh frozen. My God, especially with fresh frozen. Uh, that's, some of, that's one of the nuances that, uh, that, that, that doesn't get talked about enough is people, you know, fresh frozen, fresh frozen. Have you ever touched a fucking plant? You ever seen how sticky a plant is? Now collect all those sticky balls, right? So that's why we do it in the cold. The cold takes away a lot of the immediate stick, right? And it also brittles the trichome heads. Um, and if you're doing fresh frozen, that's immensely more important to, to get it cold and to have them break off and to remain cold. Uh, if, you have, if you have fresh frozen hash that uh, gets above goodness sometimes 50 degrees it's already starting to congeal it's already starting to melt together it's already starting to lose its beach sand consistency um so fresh frozen is not a beginner game fresh frozen is an advanced player game um cold 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 is immensely important um anything uh, again anything above 40 degrees and you're starting to get problematic with your with your bag your collection bag stuff sticking to them um, trichomes sticking to spoons, uh, just being a nightmare. Um, mm-hmm, absolutely. Kind of one of the Do reasons. Do you even keep? Go ahead. I was just going to say, I even like to keep a, uh, a bucket of cold water right next to me as I'm washing so I can put my my bags right in it. Yeah, my, ba- my bag's going in it. My spoon goes into a, a, yep. a, a little cup, cup with absolutely. ice water in it. Absolutely. Yeah, like when I say mm-hmm. cold, I hope I'm not being underestimated. Okay. No, you said 30 mm-hmm. degrees. That if you're, not, if you're from the coast, one of the coasts, 30 degrees doesn't make sense to you. Uh, but 30, go in the walk-in cooler or wherever. If you work at a restaurant, go in there. Mm-hmm. That's not 30 degrees. It's colder than that at, at, at 30 degrees. Yeah, walk-in yeah. probably even, not 30. Yeah, walk in. Even your starting cooler. water. Stand in your walk-in cooler for eight hours and tell me how you feel. Yeah, I was going to ask if you can get dizzy in there. Not physically get dizzy. Your wife's name is Dizzy. Can you get dizzy to even walk in that walk-in cooler? Yeah, she'll walk in and bring me lunch or something. That's about and it. She's out. She's out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't. I can't keep my. I, I can't keep my dab rigs in there. It's too cold. You know. Oh, I can't. Shatter. Yeah, I can't dab in there. I can't do. You can't. Water do would get frozen. Oh, that's what I was going to mention too. Do you, do you keep your your water ice cold too? Like, do you keep uh like I use distilled water, and I always keep it in a beer fridge before I generally use it. Keep it right at that thirty three degree mark. I have uh, three 44-gallon drums as my reses in my room underneath my, my cabinets, and those get awesome. ice. I mean, w- w- dude, when I, go, when, I go, when I wash, I'll bet I'll go through a couple hundred pounds of ice. Yep. Wow. It's, it's a lot. Even though my room is that cold. Even though my room is oh, that sure. cold. Everything uh, is ice cold, period. Yep. You're using at least 25 pounds usually per five-gallon wash. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then and four gallons of distilled cold, cold water. Yeah, I don't use distilled for the wash. Um, I'm over that. I will use RO for my final rinse. Um, I will say that the, mm-hmm. the, the, the higher quality water that you're going to use uh, in minimal increments are going to be higher quality concentrates for sure. Absolutely. Oh, um, for, for us, we use well water, so you don't want that trace. Uh, that, yeah, um, that, you definitely that, don't that want taste that. taste to kind of transfer through. Agreed, agreed. That mineral flavor. 
let's go back Absolutely. real quick though to the to the fresh and then half and then the, and then the, then the other dry because i think i covered it real good with the, with the fresh but there's other options uh, you know if you can't achieve 32 degrees you know uh, you got outside it's got 40 is the best i can do bro or there's a bunch of different things um i i highly recommend a half dry like it's one of my like go-tos i feel like i've kind of underlined that in the industry right um and i and i say half dry anymore because people want to fucking tie you down they want to be like what is it four and a half days bro like you know it's you know it's that half dry it's that when the outside of the bud just starts to get crunchy but the inner side of the bud is still is still uh uh hydrated you know that's about when i'll i'll hang my flowers you know 50 50 60 60 um and if i brush over that 50 degrees 50 humidity 60 degrees 60 humidity in that window dry for the half right your eight days your seven days your whatever your half dry is then buck that off here's another thing that i think we we do we don't underline when in techniques is again millions of little trichome heads millions of little balls filled with oil right be careful with that shit man don't don't molest it at all you know People want to use trimmers and they want to bounce their shit and they want, no, as, as easy and as careful as you can, you, each trichome head is another little bit of oil that you're trying to, that you're trying to extract. Um, and then, and then there's the full, then there's the full dry. And as we progress through the, from the fresh to the half to the full dry, the trichome heads get more brittle. They get less sticky, less terpene content. Um, so they're a little bit easier to handle. Yes, I said less terpene content, not to the point of de degradation necessarily, but to the ease of handling, you know. Um, so there's definitely some uh, uh, tricks. Uh, you know, when you're, when you're they're half dry, you can probably wash in 40 degree weather. When you're full dry, you can maybe wash in 50 degree weather. That brings me to the conversation of are you a wet trimmer or dry trimmer? Uh, so when I harvest, I'll take off everything with uh, with without trikes. Everything without trikes goes away. And it brings me another thing to fill in one of your blanks. You said you you keep flour. We don't. Um, we we have a couple plants that I grow, mimosa specifically, um, and and a couple other very few ones that will actually keep for flour. I don't personally smoke flour like hardly at okay. all. Um, Dizzy sure. smokes a lot more flour than I do. I'm just a, I'm a straight hash head. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, we're 50 50. So, we keep a you know, so good I flour and, and good hash in the house. Absolutely. And, and the hash just hit me in the face, and I forgot where I was going with that. Uh, <laughs> I just took a dab and stumbled over my words. Right. <laughs> uh, you're, you're you don't save any of it. Uh, what doesn't have trichomes comes off. You don't save oh. any of it for flour production. Perfect. And then, and then it just gets bucked Thank straight you. into a bag, you know, from, from fresh, if it's fresh, it gets bucked straight into a bag, straight into the freezer. If it's half dry, it gets dried halfway, get bucked straight into a bag, into the freezer. If it's dried, it gets dried fully, bucked into a bag, put into the freezer. I'm starting to understand why I see the uh, rosins twice the price of other concentrates on the shelf. I didn't understand, but now, now that I see that you're getting, you said, like a, a few pounds of herb gave you a very tiny amount. I was like, that's all you get. So now I kind of, I understand there's a lot of work to go into it as well. That's funny. The research is definitely a lot lower. To me, that, uh, that number's astronomical. Uh, I, what I, what he's referring to is earlier in a podcast, I said that my critical cush on average gives me, if I push the limits, gives me two and a half ounces of rosin per pound of flour. And if you think about the the market prices on the on the recreational market price right now, a flower is in the uh, wholesale prices for flowers in the three hundred dollar range, you know. So uh, wholesale pricing for rosin is in the fifteen to thirty dollar a gram range. So you can do the math and you can see it, it quickly adds up. All right. Well, I see good rosin on shelves for eighty, hundred and twenty dollars a gram for mm -hmm. the top shelf shit. Mm -hmm. I see that that's it what it sells comes for out here too. Math, Massachusetts and. Our yes. surrounding states are eighty to one hundred dollars a gram for good rosin. Yeah, yeah, and I was I was referring to the wholesale side, the yes, not the purchase price. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you guys, don't come here thinking you're going to get it for the price. Pedro, said. that is wholesale. <laughs> yeah, that, that is whole. That's that's wholesale on the recreational market. That's why I said that because I'm I'm starting. <clears throat> I didn't I didn't mention that in the, in the intro and because I don't. We're still in kind of the infancy phases and everything. I'm busting my ass, putting in crazy hours, but. We are entering the recreational and med market. Um, we, as in Pedro, I guess I say we, and it's like looking who the fuck's behind me. Um, uh, it, it's, it's, it's a grow grow up. It's a grow up in parachute. Uh, it's Eden extracts. It's Eden supernatural gardening, uh, supernatural gardens, uh, and 
yeah, we're moving into, you know, people have been asking me for years if they can purchase my rosin. And the answer is resoundingly, no, I'm sorry, you can't. Um, but soon to be, you will be able to purchase rosin that I've actually made. Excellent. The world, the world will look forward Very to cool. that. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. Hit the rec market with that Pedro rosin. Right. I love it. People can come talk <laughs> about what I've been talking about. The stuff that changed my opinion on rosin. That's, that's crazy to hear. That's, that's crazy was, for me. I was going to say, he's going to have to send me a little bit so I can sample that possibly. Allegedly. <laughs> well, allegedly. <laughs> we'll, all, we'll, allegedly. All meet, we'll all meet at the Denver airport. We'll yeah, there we go. There we go. Yeah, that's, that's just for the sake Perfect. of recording purposes, you know. Um, so we were in the middle of talking about the half dry uh, process. Um, we got to, uh, I don't even remember where we got to cause I'm not a concentrate maker. I don't know if you were done with that part. I don't think you remember either. Uh, no, I was pretty much done with that. I think, um, it, it's, it's literally just differences in climates. Well, not literally just, but it's differences in climates that I wanted to, to kind of underline. And I wanted to underline the point, um, that people that are just starting to do this should absolutely not start with fresh frozen. And that okay. is just an underline. Do not do it. Period. Um, start with, Start with dried. Uh, if you want to get crazy and think you're somebody, then go ahead and do the half frozen, but pay attention to what I just said, or the, not the half frozen, the half dry, uh, but pay attention to what I just said. I would highly recommend anybody that's starting to wash their first wash, washes dry material. Uh, how dry, like cured or just dry? Just dry, just dry. Okay. Just dry. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I, I, I always, when I'm processing for rosin, it's either fresh bag freezer half dry bag freezer or dry bag freezer. And that doesn't mean dry and cure bag freeze. It's dry okay. then freezer. Agreed. And that freezing process, from what I understand, that's like, uh, and this is scary to say just because I'm a, a guy with dreadlocks, it kind of thinks of if you get gum in your hair or something, you used to freeze the gum and it would come mm -hmm. out of your hair. It's kind of the same idea I get when you talk about breaking those tri trichome heads off in the freeze. Yep. Uh, is, that, is that correct? Yes, which is okay, why absolutely. we which is why we underline being careful with it. When I take it out of the freezer, yeah. I don't throw the shit over my shoulder and right. I can walk into the you know. It's very delicate process because I want to collect those trichomes. I thought a weed Santa. And same thing when you're trimming. Too. <laughs> Definitely saw weed Santa. And and he said it right there. And when you're trimming, when you're handling it, when you're everything, you know, when mm -hmm. when I bring someone into my grow to to harvest or to to help me with the process of pre, you know, basically harvest. If I see a lot of ros a resin all over your gloves and shit, we're gonna have a little bit of a talk. Yeah, a little. Coaching Why is that? What are you doing to those buds? Yeah, stop molesting yeah. my shit, bro. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> There's exactly. at least half a gram on your fingers right there. Yeah. So if super cold feel, is one, go ahead, Ryan. I don't mean to cut you off. Brother. I was gonna say that's what uh, I feel like. Wet trimming, honestly. There's you got a little bit uh, less handling, and those trichromes are a little less brittle. I think uh, when they're wet too. I, I feel like uh, those everything's more intact and, and just better overall if you're doing a wet trim if you're gonna wash. See, yeah, for, that makes sense. for me, trimming is only a flower thing. If I'm going sure. to, if I'm going to rosin, there's tr trim doesn't happen. If that makes sure. sense. There's a well, harvest. I'm, I'm doing flower and rosin. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So yep, for yep. me, yep. yeah. So you, trimming is just, you don't, you're... but you probably don't trim your lowers, right? You just throw that into the bag. No. Yeah. Nope. So, so for yep. your rosin, you're not trimming. Correct. Yep. All my lowers, larp, anything that has zero bag appeal, dude, right to the hash bag. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Literally my for entire heart, my, every bit of my harvest go right into the freezer. It's pretty crazy. Oh, I, wish. <laughs> I, 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 I want that freeze dryer too, brother, or that cold room. <laughs> Dude, that was going to be my next I'd, question. I'd love to have that stuff. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan just segued for me. We're trying to keep the stuff cold. Uh, is freeze drying this bud an option? Is that something that's useful? Ooh, you got excited about that. Yeah. All it, right. It's something that has been talked about a lot. <clears throat> um, controversial as well and and maybe not enough uh i think yes it's true, true super controversial i think that for smoking flour freeze drying your buds is not applicable um you're locking a lot of stuff in in the plant uh, you're yeah. just removing moisture but you're locking a lot of stuff in the plant that you that would otherwise um off gas and and dry and, and you know like chlorophyll yeah, it, chlorophyll, it was the, was yeah. the one Pigments. big thing I was thinking about. Chlorophyll, exactly. Chlorophyll. It, it tastes like green bug. That being said, if we're not smoking the flower, we're just collecting the trichome heads, is that a viable option? You get very dry, dense, or not dry, dense, uh, very dry, brittle buds and trikes. Um, it's, it's viable, but goddamn, think about the price, man. It's 36 hours for a freeze dry session. And you can probably put 
a half a pound in a big freeze dryer. So would right. you, it's very man, you, to you guys want to spend $300 a gram, you know, like, man. So no, uh, viable, but possible with the, with the tools and freeze dryers and stuff that we have right now. No, for, for freeze drying flour. Now freeze drying the hash, as far as I'm concerned, that's like the big step up in, in, in quality. Absolutely. Definitely next level. And uh, that's, that's another thing we could talk about is, is how you actually uh, dry and process afterwards after we wash. Uh, for me, I'm a home grower. Freeze dryers are expensive. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's, that's a tough thing for me. So for me, uh, that was a, a big uh, a step uh, to learn as well, just to preserve those terpenes. So for me, uh, I, like I don't even press it right out of the bag pretty much on the pressing screens. I keep it in a, a ball. I fresh freeze it and I got to microplane the crap out of it. Um, and that's the only way I really can do it. Just flash freeze it, microplane it, make it that sandy uh, material pretty much scattered across a piece of parchment paper and dry it as fast as you possibly can in that 24 hour period, but at a cooler temperature. Pizza box tech, pizza box tech. So that uh, microplane. Kinda. I just, I, I microplane it, put it on a big piece of parchment paper and I just set it on a, a counter in a garage at 40, 50 degrees. And it's pretty much dry by the next day. It's a uh, very, uh, low relative humidity here so sure it's pretty much ready to rock by the next day a lot of people also use uh they'll put that parchment inside pizza boxes um the yep. the, the cardboard cardboard pulls more moisture so the microplaning is when you turn it into dust basically right you use the little file and turn it to sand yes yeah. yep. so he so like he a, like a lemon zester he, bre oh, okay. he breezed over that that is a much more arduous task than he said um, so you, you, you have a big frozen ball of stickiness, okay, that you're trying to microplane before it gets too sticky. So back to cold, yes. right? Um, yeah. How many, how many times do you put that freezer or that thing back in the freezer while you're microplaning? Five, four or five times at least. Exactly. How many so, minutes between those times? All depends it, on the temperature. It'll take me probably an hour to microplane it okay. just because I have to keep re re refreezing it. Yep. And then, and, and with the air drying, you got, you have oxidation, you're losing terpene content, you know, the whole nine yards. Yep. Color. Color. Absolutely. Yep. Degradation. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But that freeze dryer, man, two grand, that's a hard buy. I know it's, it was, it was a tough buy, but one of the best I've ever made. You can get, dude, you can get by with a small one. You can get by with a small one. So don't, don't sure. feel like you need a big, you know, expensive, but you can get by with a small one. It'll change your game. Like, oh, please. trust me. That's, that's on top of the list, buddy. It's awesome. It's really nice. Next Christmas. Yeah, right? <laughs> Next three Christmases. Yeah. <laughs> so we've gotten through the uh, frozen, the half dry. I think it's time to kind of explain the process of harvesting and turning our dry product into a smokable concentrate. Uh, yeah, into a smokable rosin. I'm trying to use the right words now that I've been educated. Yeah, yeah, yeah no worries. Um, cold cold water where, you, where this is the fun part where we are if some people will say oh water is a universal solvent so how are we solventless right blah 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 a solvent is only a solvent when it's used to dissolve let's say we're using it mechanically we're not yes. using it we're not using the water to dissolve our extract we're using it as a carrier right we're using it just just literally as a medium um so so we're solventless and we're using that cold, that the, the brittleness properties of that trichome head. Hopefully, at least we discussed a little bit in the pre-show uh, regarding a stocked trichome head and, and a bulbous trichome head where it's literally just a bulb of a trichome head on the leaf itself where there is no stock. Um, that, does, that doesn't wash well at all. Uh, you definitely need stocked trichome heads. That's what's going to give you your better yield. Um, you literally dump your flour into water, agitate it, and collect the water. In, in, and don't over-agitate it. In the simplest form, you know. Now, we can get into ice content in the water. We can get into the temperature of the water. We can get into agitation practices, whether it's mechanical or hand. We can get into time of agitation. We can get into collecting techniques. There's a lot. There's a lot, a lot to it. Um, but for the, for the simplest dumbed-down uh ex explanation it's in water it's agitated cold and we collect the trichome heads that have collected in the water at the end and those trichome heads will be in the different size bags with the different yeah. uh micron screens in the bottom of them okay yep. Yep. uh ryan said don't over agitate it uh, i've made bubble hash before i was taught by uh the legendary subcool i used his bubble bag method subby taught us to agitate 
the shit out of it. Sub so beat the shit out, out of his out of his father's sure flower. Well, a, a lot of guys used to use paint yep. mixers on drills. Mm-hmm. That's yep. what I was oh going to hit. Yeah. That makes me cringe. I, I did it once, I and I was like, "Holy shit, <laughs> what too. is going on?" Me so too. Is that when I bring? Then I looked at my bags, and everything and... was green. Yeah. Okay, yeah, chlorophyll. Yeah, that's really exactly bad. what I expected. Yeah, but chlorophyll. You beat yeah. that so, right out. So when we get into this, so um... it's definitely a look, a feel, a touch. It's it's definitely doing it multiple times, uh, watching that water, watching what's actually going on. It's it's not the same time every time. It's, it's not the same time with every. It's very. Pheno. It's different for every strain, every pheno exactly. It's 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 definitely a look, a feel. It's it's something that you got to know it just by doing it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I agree, hundred percent. I think I understand the process of the sieve bags, the bubble bags. Now I've got bubble. I I called it bubble hash back in the day because we use bubble bags to make mm-hmm. it. And it bubbles mm-hmm. when you make it or when you burn it. Uh, it melts when you light it up. What do I do if I want to turn that into rosin? What I, This is the part where I am lost. What do I do to turn my bag wash into rosin? How do we press this stuff? I have no idea how to do that part. So after after I get my, my, my hash out of the water, I put it uh, in a I, best consistency, I can say, is a pancake type consistency. So my, my, when my hash comes out of the bags, let's step back a little bit more and talk about those collection bags. Yes. Um, uh, there's yes bubble bags bubble man uh as a matter of the funny thing is why I, I did an, an interview with uh with bubble man himself and I, the first bags that i purchased <clears throat> some 20 20 years ago were hand stitched by his wife which is just freaking cool as shit she was That's hand stitching them in her in her in her living room at the time um so there's bags there's a 25 micron now this varies with manufacturer but as for For the most part yeah for the most part there's a 25 there's a 45 there's a 73 there's a 90 there's a 120 uh there's a 160 there's a 190 there's a 220 that's like the general you know and they'll they'll be off on a couple different a couple trike or a couple uh micron sizes on different manufacturers but that's about a, a round ball um, as, as, as a whole, <clears throat> most people and most phenos will collect somewhere in the 45 to 159 range. Now it might be 73 to 159. It might be 90 to 159. It might be 90 to 120, you know, the, and essentially what the micron sizes is, is, is it's a whole size in the bag. It will let through anything smaller than 73 microns, than 93 microns, and it will hold everything bigger than that um you can use all eight bags you can use four bags you can use really whatever you want i've taught a lot of people in the past to use the 25 the 45 the 160 and the the 220 that's it you can collect your your 45 through 159 and have a beautiful um uh, i call it broad spectrum i never call it full spectrum that's a whole nother conversation full spectrum is smoking flour uh, you can have a very broad spectrum uh, concentrate, but you know, and, and then as you pull it down into the ninety to one twenty, you've got a way more isolated spectrum uh, product. My seventy three and my one twenty are my sweet spot. Yeah, usually it's about the right for me. Notice the ninety and one twenty sell the best at the dispensary. Yeah, if you and, and now here's the other thing: when you start when you start isolating heads in a ninety bag, like let's say you're using all all of the eight bags, right, and you're going to isolate the ninety to one twenty. You're no longer getting that two and a half ounces per pound of the 90 to 120. That that two and a half ounces is all of your rosin, right? So now if you start taking just this little bit, now you've got what, eight ounces of or, or eight grams or whatever, whatever the numbers is, right, of high quality. And that's why the shit's costing you $150 a gram. You want me to burst? And that's, some, and me, 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 that's me, why we don't sell it and we don't share. It. <laughs> hey, you want me, to, want me to burst the bubble? I think the the so ninety, the so one twenty, the seventy three, the isolated bags is hype. Can you tell hype. me why? Can you tell me why? Yeah, because everybody started this smoking flower, right? It's a broad. It's a, that's your full spectrum. That's getting the can, every cannabinoid that the plant has to offer. Well, I don't want to say every cannabinoid, but that's getting the the vast majority of the cannabinoids that the plant has to offer in your system. When you start isolating things um, and, and not even burning plant material, you've lost full spectrum. You've you've just went down to broad at best. And every time you take a step into uh, a, a smaller uh, uh, size, uh, you know, 90 to 120, a smaller bag size, a smaller uh, pull, you've isolated cannabinoids. You're no longer getting a broad, you're, you're no longer getting that full high. You might only get a heady high. You might go to sleep. 
it's going to be different for every plant. Um, I am, I, I am of a, I started to do the 45 to 159. I do believe there's value in pulling the 45 out and going like the 73 to 120 or 73 to 159. Like I do believe there's some subtle nuances and benefits to doing that. But I think the more that we isolate the heads and we isolate the cannabinoids, we're stepping away from that full body high. That's I can agree with that. I can agree with that. That's I, agree I noticed that some concentrates uh, definitely make me super droopy eyed and super lazy. And then some will definitely give me bug eyed and moving. And I noticed that there's not the full experience that you get from some other uh, delivery methods for sure. Um, and, and some I, people like want that. And that's a great thing to know and to desire. Yeah. But, ju but just be educated. So we've got, uh, so we've done our press. Let's get back to, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. or we've done our wash. How do we press this stuff? Sorry. We're, no, no, you're good. I'll, we're Goodness. all stoned here. I'll get us back on track. That's my job. You ramble all day. I like the info. <laughs> I'll never cut you off. You keep going. Seriously, I can listen to them all day long. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When I cut you off, the listeners. From one hash maker to another. Absolutely. Appreciate it. Um, so we've isolated our bags, whatever bags we have, right? We've, we've got hash that we're ready to press, whether it's your 73, whether it's your 90, whether it's your broad spectrum, whatever. We've got a, I'm going to say we've got beach beach sand quality hash sitting in front of us whether it's been microplaned and it's the, the the sand particles are a little bigger whatever we've all got beach sand in front of us right um for me everything i use is rosin evolution sorry it's a plug i use them all day long every day um uh i'll use the two or yeah the two by four and a half inch bags and in a two by four and a half inch bag i will put 20 grams of hash um, that's in a 25 micron bag, boy, there's a whole nother story. The bags have micron sizes too. Yeah, <laughs> the, the, the rosin filter bags have micron sizes, right? Do you um, double back, your bags as well? For hash? I, I triple them actually. Um, I double my, I do 37 micron doubles. I do press club. two 25s in a 160. Um, and I'm at, and I'm actually, and I'm actually, I just ordered and have them sitting over here right next to me, uh, 15 microns. So I'm going to play around with some 15 microns as well. I'm figuring, man, if sure. it's oil, if it's oil, why do we want a micron size anyways? You know, this is true. So well, take out the lipids for the most part, right? That's, yep, yep, that's yep. the main. Yep. So, so if we're getting down to 15, more, you know, 15 microns <clears throat> instead of 25, we're, we're potentially even removing it more uh, undesirable. Absolutely. <clears throat> so that being said, there's different micron sizes. Back when we used to press flour, Christ, we used to press flour in a 90 micron or a 120 micron. And those days are funny to think back on. Um, now we'll, we'll take 20 grams and we'll put it in a 25 micron bag. I'll slip that in another 25 micron bag, double filtration, double, uh, blowout mm -hmm. prevention. Um, and then I will yep. always put that in a 160. Same way. The 160 is extra blowout protection. There's no filtration with the 160 whatsoever. Um, the thing that it does that people don't, um, give enough credit to is bag slippage. When you put your uh, your bags into a 160 and put them onto parchment, uh, they won't slip anymore. And what I mean by that, anybody that's ever pressed hash has had a blowout. If your bag is not centered on your plates or at least within the square inches of your plates, if any part of that bag comes out of that press area, you will have a blowout. All of your hash will go to that little spot and it will literally, you will have hash shoot yep. at your face. <laughs> yep. it's not a great and it thing. won't be the nice same no. color as the rest of it no it's it's, it's, nasty. Pre, it's pretty horrible so when i when i do it in the in the 225s that's double blowout prevention double filtration and then the 160 is blowout prevention but also slippage the bag stays put and hmm. um and man that's just that's i've been doing it that way religiously for a couple of years now uh, that's a good tip man i like that and so then time temperature pressure that's what i just wrote Yep. Time, tip, time and wait. <laughs> so now we're uh, usually again depends, 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 depends. Right. This is where we're. This mm -hmm. is why we are who we are. Str I guess. Strain dependent again. Yep. Yep. So somewhere between the some people get crazy. Some people go down to one fifties, one sixties. You know, some Ooh. people are in the one seventy, one eighty for hash for me. That's where I'm at. One eighty, almost, almost religiously one eighty. Uh, one seventy, yep. one eighty. Sometimes if the hash. Uh, is looking weird. I'll bump to 190 just to see what the hell's going on. Uh, but I, sure. man, I see people pressing at two, two ten, two twenty. I'm like, whoa, bro. Do you do you see the bubbles? Yeah, do you yeah, understand what bubbling rosin means? <laughs> Unless we're talking flour, that's a different talk. That's yeah, different right. Topic. The bubbling should happen after I paid for it. 
Yes, yeah. The bubbling right. is literally the, that's, the, that's where it should be happening. Yeah, the it bubbling, the banger. If you're bubbling on the press, right, you're, exactly. you're, de you're degrading your rosin for horribly, sure. horribly. If you're pressing above 190, you're degrading that's, your rosin. That's where you get that burnt popcorn, both. Yeah, Dude, one of my notes is how to avoid the burnt popcorn flavor. So don't go, don't go above <laughs> right 190. There. Don't go above 190. Don't go above 180. Try okay. to stay try to stay below the one 180, 190 mark. Yeah. Um, and then temperature or time. Uh, time. If you really want the very specifics, this is one of the things that I've done since the beginning that's kind of underlined who I am. When you go to the rosin.is.legal.fuckers account, I tell you all this. I pressed at 82 degrees Celsius for two and a half minutes at this amount of pressure at the bag. Um, man, bag pressure is another thing too. I said that and it's just like... <laughs> and slow pressure. When you're pressing yeah. cash, that's yeah, another thing we should pressure. talk about. Get that, get that slow pressure. Don't freaking squeeze the hell out of it. You're going to blow those bags out. That's why we're doubling, tripling them up. Uh, big thing. And same thing with flour. If we're talking about flour, uh, I press in a 37 as well for flour. And uh, uh, if you're pressing wetter flour or something that's just dry, go slower. You're going to blow those bags out if it's fresh. That makes sense. I don't press flour. I don't ever either, really. Just sitting here like, I don't know. Is that why a lot of the rosin that I smoke, and I'm not trying to be a hater here, is that why a lot of the rosin I smoke tastes like straight popsicle sticks and burnt popcorn or, yeah, what is it, a popsicle stick or burnt popcorn or a Are you smoking flour rosin? Yes. That's probably what I'm assuming. I don't, because I don't make it. I don't know. People bring me gifts. People, I've got a lot of friends that will bring me gifts. And I could tell sometimes as soon as I open it, it's got that just that woody terp that I do not appreciate. Sorry, guys, I don't love it. But yeah, I think that I, that's I would honestly say that rosin. that is probably well, not necessarily flower rosin, like he just said. It was probably pressed. It was yeah. could be bubble hash, just pressed at a high temp. That's where I really get that burnt popcorn taste to me. Yeah, you know, and here and here's the other thing too is, <clears throat> you know, he Ryan said that he he'll, he'll only press the buds that don't have bag appeal, right? Well, the buds that don't have bag appeal also aren't the best buds, right? Your trim isn't the best material to run. Your best material to run is your smokable, your your bag appeal. That's your good hash. That's your good <laughs> rosin. Gold you know? in, gold out. Yeah, absolutely. So, so absolutely. You, you might be getting trim run rosin, which is a polished dog turd. You know, yeah. it's and it and it's and that's not a a a a, a negative thing. If you could polish a dog turd, fuck, you've done a great job. But it's a hell of a task, you know. And he could have done it correctly if he started off properly with the right Absolutely. goal in mind. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Definitely. Um, yeah, don't expect the... gold from trash. Exactly. No, you can never expect that in the cannabis industry. It's yeah, always... Especially solventless. Now I'm learning why this stuff is so pricey, you guys. You guys have explained it. Now I don't walk in and stare at it and go, why? Sure, sure. People, so, people can make funny things out of BHO. Yeah, I, I mean, all the pretty buds that you see they don't get smoked but they don't get put in a bag they're they're washed and thrown into my garden in the in the in the backyard you know like yeah the shit's there's a lot of work that goes behind it. and the money holy christ i bet i've got 15 or twenty thousand dollars in my cold room like it's just it's it's crazy you know so i mean it's 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 tough man it's tough it's all about that dedication a lot of people don't realize what somebody uh, in your position ryan's position my position uh when you have a niche product like that they don't understand the dedication to it the commitment to just the equipment and the room and the space. And then there's the work after that, which yeah, we'll talk about in a minute here. Yeah, for sure. Um, I wanted to keep on this. Uh, we got through temp. How about, how about time? How long do we press this stuff? Once we've got it in the press, we bring down that weight. How long does it take for the goop and the gold to come out of there? Take it, Ryan. Well, for the goop and the gold to actually start to come out pretty much when you reach full pressure. Uh, I usually hit my timer button once I hit full pressure. Uh, for hash, a um, minute and a half to two minutes generally. Oh, quickly. All right, that's yep. fast. Uh, how much pressure should we put on there? Uh, I, I'm using a seven-ton press, but I don't have actual pressure gauge where my bag is. Okay. So I will hit my timer uh, when my bags hit the press, uh, and I usually do a 30-minute warm-up. Again, or 30 minute, Jesus Christ, 30 second warm up. 30 second. Uh, <laughs> you again. So you've just put 20 grams of millions of little beach balls with filled with oil into a bag, right? And now we're going to put that bag and we're going to, we're going to extract the oil that's in all these million little beach balls. Right. Um, but I don't want to extract the cuticles of the beach balls. I want them to melt and then to give me the oil. 
right? I don't want to, when I press out of the bag, I want oil to come out of the bag, not hash. So I, I allow it to melt for that 30 seconds. And I very slowly and very methodically, very system, uh, systemically, uh, that's not the word I want to use, but systematically, uh, systematically. Yes. Thank you. There we go. Um, it increase the pressure. Uh, and that's why, man. So I do give classes <laughs> because this gets very detailed. Quickly There's, tell us how we can find those. People want to uh, know. Um, Pedro's grow room, uh, Pedro's grow room at gmail.com or go to, uh, uh, com and contact me there. I actually haven't been giving them in the last month, month and a half, because I've been so stupid busy, but I just bought myself a laptop so that I can hopefully do classes and stuff on the road when I'm in the hotel at night. So, cool. so trying to do that. So you get a hold of me. Um, there's a big difference between, uh, um, pressure at the gauge, pressure at the plates and pressure at the bag. Um, so let's just use Ryan's here, for example, for a seven ton, right? Seven the ton. If you're, if, if, if you're pressing at full pressure, seven ton is 14,000 pounds, right? And now 14,000 pounds. I, I think we all understand that if I come up to you and, and with an open palm in your chest and push, it's probably not going to do much, right? It's going to push you back, right? But if I walk up to you with a really sharp stick and stick it right in your chest and push with that same pressure, <clears throat> things are going to happen, right? So there's a difference in pressure over a square, over, over your, your, uh, your, square, your square inches. So let's just go with that two by four and a half inch bag, right? By the time I, I fold it over and everything, it's maybe two by four inches, eight square inches, okay? 14,000 pounds divided by eight is where we're at, right? So where do you have about, that's about 2,000 pounds. Yeah, we'll go close enough. You know, yeah, roughly 18 that's, that, that, that's about actually perfect at the bag. That's where right where you want to be. Literally right where you want to be. So at, at the end of your press, not straight into it, butter right. it down, let it put, when you see the press. Well, that's why I said it's feel. You really do got to yeah. go slow. You when really you, do, especially see, with hash. When you see the presses on my rosin is legal fuckers. They're, they're sped up in four times. So they're four times speed. Um, um, but what that allows you to do you can, aside from seeing me over there pumping it, every time you see it, just know I'm over there <laughs> giving it more pressure. That's why more is coming out. You know, <laughs> makes more sense. I don't think I realized that it was sped up either. I don't think I did. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're all four times speed. <laughs> Man, some of those presses, uh, some of the latest ones that I've been doing where I waterfall them on top of each other, uh, each press you know, from into the plates to set up for my next press is four minutes. So if I've done, if you see me doing 10, 15 presses on one piece of parchment, do the math. I've had that camera know. sitting there recording that entire time and, and, and putting that together. Uh, I've, I've realized now that people are going to have to straight up ruin a few batches of presses, yes. a few presses. Yes. How many, how many do you think they're going to ruin before they uh, actually get a few washes? And a couple of washes. Okay, I didn't. Yeah, you know, putting that into consideration. Bunch of sad stories on the washes. <laughs> but isn't that how you get good at shit? That's yeah. how you guys got to be yeah. the people that are on the show, right? Is by fucking up a bunch of times. Oh yeah, big time. Oh definitely. My All right. God, I washed fresh frozen in my freaking bathroom one time. It was <laughs> nightmare. Talk about wasting fucking product, dude. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, yeah, because oh by god. the end it was just especially hot. when it's flour. It was horrible, horrible. Um, yeah, the, the variable there is how, how soon did you stop the bleeding and call me for classes? <laughs> Literally, right. because you will ruin some shit. It's, it's just inevitable. Yeah, I expected uh, just, that. Just like growing. Yeah, for well, sure. It's an art. You're not going to be good at it the first time. And mm -hmm. if you are, then you're not going to be good at it the second and third time. And if you're not passionate, you know, if you're just in it for the dabs, wink, wink then you know you're, you're probably not going to want to put through the effort to sit in the fall or the, that cold room for for eight hours and do the work that it's going to take to require to get the good rosin and, and a lot of home growers really let's let's face it are really going to probably press flour yeah probably it, it's easy you know it's it's you can buy a press for four or five hundred bucks decent press and they're going to make dabs i will tell you to not don't expect to be blown away with by your flour rosin just expect to get high for some people to be self-sufficient, to be able to go mm -hmm. from there. I have, I take great pride still at this point in the game to grow something from seed and harvest it and put it in the bong and take a rip. I still go, yeah, I did that. You like did it's, that. It's my billionth absolutely. time of doing it. And I still feel like, yeah, I did that. Yep. Absolutely. There's yep. gotta be another feeling once you've taken that from that flower to that frozen product, to that pressed product, and then put it to the mm -hmm. banger. 
that's got to be a whole another step of, of relief and pride right there. Yeah, absolutely. And the, the only reason that I say don't be, I don't, I, that I, you know, I don't want to stomp on people that are pressing flour. Go ahead and do it. I just don't want you to smoke flour rosin and be like, well, this is shit. And Pedro's, what the fuck were they after? Like, this is horrible. Right. Just know Where, that, flour, that high battery I just had. Yeah, flour rosin is the bottom of, absolutely. maybe not the bottom of the bucket, but it's towards the bottom of the bucket of rosin. And unfortunately, that's why for a couple of years, I had a literally a bad taste for rosin in my mouth because I was being given uh, probably flower rosin that was probably too mm -hmm. hot. And then uh, you started coming around a little more. You live far from me. We're in Colorado, but we are hours and hours. It away. is like four and a half hours. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. So we'd meet up in Denver and then you change my opinion. And then Green Dot, <laughs> uh, Green Dot doesn't pay me. They don't even give me any discounts. Green Dot started putting out rosin that really blew my mind and that's good rosin same color same texture as yours so i had to buy some and I, I approve i'll buy more when they have it but it always sells out you rosin nerds buy. how do you know it's there already <laughs> how do the rosin nerds are like following around the delivery guy they're like stars. They, uh, they pay attention um just like i hope they pay attention when i make my rosin come to the market the first time uh yeah they pay attention I, I and they've been, say, that's, they've been wanting that, it for a long there, time there is no good rosin here that's that's why i make it <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing here man it's 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 rough up here the, our selection is very minimal uh, like i said we're a very new legal state so our surrounding states it's the quality is very rough and if you find anything decent you are paying very big money for it i wasn't going to bring it up on purpose but big shout out to new york for uh, recently legalizing i know you're up there in upstate new york uh big up for joining the team legalization sure absolutely that should make your your work a little bit easier going to get uh parts and supplies definitely not as much of a, a sketch yeah uh, absolutely Hopefully a career change someday too. <laughs> I'd love mm -hmm. to see you running a, a facility doing Pedro's job pretty soon. Oh, it's crazy, man. It's, it's, I, I always have to remind myself that it's, it's not even a dream come true. It's monumentally more than a dream come true. I, I, you almost can't put into words. Dude, when I go, <clears throat> this shit was illegal when I was growing up Yeah, and I'm, and I'm now getting paid to extract concentrate. It's mind boggling, dude. I, I never want to ever, I hope to God, I never take it for granted. I hope to God, I never take it for granted. I'm, Works no I'm, longer work, man. I'm so dead and, and, and beyond exhausted, but I hope to God, I never take it for granted. I'm right there with you, brother. So uh, you remind me, I'll do my best to remind you. Beautiful. We'll do. We'll do. For sure. All right, guys, we've been going for close to an hour. I think we've covered most of the things I had written down. Uh, I do have one question. I think you guys can answer it quite quickly. I did ask for uh, questions from the viewers. This person just said, what is with the foam that forms when making bubble hash? Why does it increase with each run? I find that I have to stop and change the water and material after 25 minutes. Uh, and then it says, after my fourth run, he says, I would, sometimes I feel like a fifth run would be worth it. But with the, all the foam, I just say, fuck it. He does have a lot more to the question. But any idea why the foam, guys? Surfectants. Surfectants. Yep, surfectants. Uh, very potentially spraying in flour. Um, dust, dirt, dander anything like that, um, any oils um, can all be leading towards uh, towards foaminess in the wash. Over agitation can be leading towards foaminess in the wash. That sounds That's like- That's what I was gonna bad. say, beating the crap out of it. Sounds a very possible when he's talking about fourth and, fish fourth and fifth washes, I would immediately start firing questions back to him asking how long he's agitating, what he's agitating in, how much volume he's putting in his, if he's using mechanical washers and only filling up halfway, it's a way over agitation. Like there's a lot of missing variables here, uh, but in the most instance, it's either over agitation or surfectants. So. I'm sure that's one of I would them. Agree with uh, that. You guys gave a lot of info on that. I'm sure he'll he'll find an answer to that. And dude, if we didn't answer your question properly, send me a follow up question. All I've got to do is text Pedro. He'll yep, tell yep. me the answer. Absolutely. These guys are great. They're on my team. They're really close, good resources. Um, all right, gentlemen, I think we've covered a pretty good podcast. Do you have any things that you would like to add here at the end that I didn't ask or that you just want to put out to the universe? Big cheesy grin from Pedro. Yeah, I, I man, there's there's, 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 there's so much. <laughs> I, I hope people people find some value in the concentrates. Um, I hope people see the see the passion um, and understand the pricing a little bit more, like you just said that you do. And it's um, worth the work. It really is. It's worth it, the work. And you know, if you enjoy quality concentrate, it's worth the work. Yeah, and and me with the the headiness, if you will, the new the new term, the headiness. Um, to me, it all kind of goes hand in hand, right? Like I want if if I'm smoking out of what I consider one of the best glass pieces, I want the best concentrate to go through it, you know? So I, I hope there's just an appreciation and an understanding. Um, and, 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 and I guess another thing is, is, is it is achievable. It is achievable.
by everyone. Uh, it's not something that's out of the realm and it's safe to make you guys. There's no, yeah. boom, there's no boom, boom. That's the best part. Absolutely. Get out there and mess up Absolutely. a few batches. You guys don't be afraid. You've got to mess up a lot to get to the level that these concentrate makers are at. Uh, you've got to mess up a lot to get good at anything in life. If you keep doing anything and you don't make a few mistakes, you're going to get a big ego. Then you're going to find a bigger problem. So mm -hmm. make mistakes in the beginning, get humbled, get corrected. And then most importantly, reach out to Pedro for concentrate for uh, extract for concentrate making classes. For sure. For sure. All right, Ryan, any final moments, uh, any final thoughts from Ryan? I'm going to give you a Jerry Springer moment here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not too much. Uh, like, like I said, I mean, I guess, uh, cold, 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 don't, don't over agitate, uh, really pay attention to what you're making and, uh, just enjoy it guys. Uh, do it at home. It's safe. That's, I think the bottom line is enjoy it and it's safe. That seems to be the most important part that came from both you guys. Agreed. Enjoy it. Enjoy what we are doing. You guys, this isn't supposed to be a headache. Uh, the headaches that do come from it should be learning lessons. So enjoy it. All right, gentlemen, I want to thank you guys once again for hanging out on the Grow From Your Heart podcast. Maybe we'll have you back. Thanks for doing episode 710. Um, don't sign off, but I'm going to wrap up the podcast here, and then we're going to bullshit and take dabs after this. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to do a wrap up. Here That's we go. Good. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys, girls, pimps, hoes, friends, foes, smokers, growers, clone cutters, pollen chuckers, new concentrate makers. Thank you for watching another episode of the Grow From Your Heart podcast. Uh, if you have any questions, corrections, comments, or concerns, my email address is growfromyourheart at hotmail.com. Don't be shy. Send me all those questions, updates, positive feedback, constructive criticism. I look forward to it. Also, hit the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash growfromyourheart. Any other uh, info you need is at iregenetics.com. That's all I've got for you. I'll be back in a couple of days with fresh new content. Let's give a big shout out to my buddy Task Rock. And until next time, take a fat dab and give your mama a hug for me.